0: What a day of political theater yesterday was. We're going to talk about it. Also, parents brought up on manslaughter charges for a school shooting, but they didn't shoot anybody, should they, uh, beyond those charges? And then Vaccine Blues, and what is the American dream? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the CorelCast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crow cast. I am Carell so very glad you are joining me on this Wednesday. Don't forget that today at 1120 uh, 220 Eastern time there's gonna be that alert that goes out to all phones every television every everything Uh, So don't freak out and if you have a hidden phone that you don't want someone to know about because of safety reasons turn that off Uh, All right. well yesterday was political theater at its finest a former president got a gag order slapped against him in a civil trial uh, which we should have had the American people should have had a gag order against him uh, you know for some time uh, for for tweeting or truth socialing or whatever he does uh, about the uh, the clerk in his civil case and the judge was having none of it if he breaches it he goes to jail uh, he can't uh, post anything about any member of the judge's staff uh, he will go to jail for up to 30 days if he breaks that uh, I hope he breaks it Uh, And that same day, Kevin McCarthy uh, got ousted. He is the fourth, fourth, right? Yeah, fourth most powerful person in the U.S. government. Uh, President, Vice President, no, third, Speaker of the House. He is the third uh, most powerful person in U.S. government. uh, And he is gone. Is he going to run again for speaker? Are they going to put, is MAGA going to put up another MAGA person for speaker? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because A, the politics won't be any different. Whoever the Republicans put up are going to be a MAGA Trump lackey. And the other reason it doesn't matter is what yesterday was and what all of this is, is them not working for us, but working for themselves. Nothing got done for the American people yesterday in our House of Representatives. Nothing. Climate change was not addressed. Women's rights to choose were not addressed. Equality for the LGBTQ plus community was not addressed. The economy where groceries are out of control and gas is $550 a gallon was not addressed. Continuing aid to Ukraine was not addressed. A lot of things were not addressed in the American Congress yesterday in the in the house And they won't be for days because these people are too busy fighting amongst themselves to see who has the biggest dick It is the most disgusting display of maleness. I have ever seen in My life Matt gates gates, whatever wants to prove. He's relevant and so he put forward a motion to vacate the seat and Democrats refused to save. And why would we? Why would any progressives save Kevin McCarthy? He's no friend. His politics are Jim Jordan's, are Donald Trump's. So you know what? But it doesn't matter about all of that. Once again, we get into the politics of them. When are we going to get into the political mind of us? The politics of us us. Because I don't know about you, but I am not feeling optimistic this Wednesday. I'm not. And I have a story from USA Today about the American dream and why it is dying and changing with Gen Z and millennials and why patriotism is not part of it. I'll do that story later. It's all sort of related. It's all related to the bigger thing I want to talk about in the second segment. But So what happened yesterday was we got screwed again by Matt Getz. Ugh, that's like being screwed by Beavis or Butthead. I mean, really. And Kevin McCarthy, who it took like 15 votes to get into the seat, is no longer in it. And who's going to be in it? Well, who cares? Because you know what's not going to occupy that seat? the well-intentions of the American people. What's not going to occupy that seat is patriotism over party, people over party. What's not going to occupy that seat is someone willing to work with others in that chamber to actually do work for the American people and not just the 1% of the American people. So it doesn't matter who fills that seat because we're not going to be in it. We just pay for it. You know, it makes me think about the journal entry I made Monday night after a conversation with my friend Thea. And this is the number one thing on my mind today. If I were on talk radio with callers, I would ask you all this question and watch the lines fill up. And we would have a great half hour or hour talking about your monster. You know, what is your monster? And why do you invite it in? My monster is probably pretty similar to some of yours is fear and it manifests itself in anxiety, particularly medical anxiety. That's my monster. And I will invite that monster in by putting into words his fears, the monster's fears in my brain or out loud to friends. I'll say things like, I'm worried Ember has cancer in her throat because today is day nine and her voice hasn't cleared up. Even though cancer in dogs is rare and it could be one of anything, you know, and she still has a voice. It's just hoarse a little bit. You know, other than that, she's behaving perfectly. But I let that fear, I give it, I manifest it because I let the monster in. I let the monster breathe up all the air in the room and suffocate me and my life and my good time. What is your monster? Is it money insecurity? Is it relationship insecurity? Is it you know financial insecurity? Is it medical anxiety? Is it a little bit of both or all of it? And when you start thinking about these fears and you start racketing, That, of course, is inviting the monster in. It's inviting those things to actually happen to you because you're visualizing them now. Mark Twain once said, as an old man, I will tell you, I've lived through many horrible things, or I've been through many horrible things, most of which I never lived through. In other words, he spent a lot of time worrying. The debt that you don't owe, worry. So what is your worry? What is your monster? And when you invite it in, how do you get rid of it? How do you vanquish that monster? And as Americans, in particular, we always, we invite these monsters in from Kevin McCarthy to Donald Trump. We invite oil companies in to rape our lands. We, we invite so many monsters into our world and give them energy in the form of our cash or our time or our vote. And these monsters are not worthy of our time, or our vote, or our money, or our planet, or our country, or our unity. They're not worthy. The Republican Party is not worthy of the the divisions that they are causing. They're not worthy of the fear. They're not worthy. These are not worthy people. They're monsters. Only a monster would take a salary from the American people and then not do its bidding. Instead, do their own political agendas that suit them best to keep them in office, to keep them funded, to keep them popular. Matt Getz is a monster. Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, Donald Trump, they're monsters. And they come in the room and they suck up all the air and they take out all that is good. Just like the monster in your brain that is anxiety, that is fear, the monster that so many Gen Z's and Millennials are feeling. I'll, I'll give you the data. The monsters are real. And I'm telling you, I'm sick. I'm sick of them. I'm sick of my medical anxiety. Ember and I are going to grow old and we're both going to grow sick. And one of us is going to die. Over time, that's going to happen. I need to let it go. And if something bad is happening right now, then I have to do everything I can to help her through it. And if there is no help or no treatment or no cause and no cure, then I need to do everything I can to keep her happy until she passes. That's just that. I got to let the monster go. What monster do you have to let go? What fear, what anxiety do you need to release? And can you? Can you release it? Can you let it go, honey? Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. You know school shootings are a monster they're a monster of america they're a monster of american creation and they overwhelm and they worry they cause people great stress and great worry school shootings and public violence is on everybody's mind in beijing yesterday gunshots rang out at a mall it's it's spreading like a virus around the world But it is uniquely American in so much as we have them every day, mass shootings of some kind, including school shootings. And we don't we don't stop that monster. We feed it. We give it the weapons it needs. We give it the disgruntled, disjointed, unhappy people, mentally ill and ignored that it needs. We give it the anger and the political division that it needs. We, we energize and fuel the monster of school shootings with a Second Amendment to a, a document written on a piece of paper. Like, you know what? I, I find it hard to believe that any document with any, just a written document is worth anyone's life, quite frankly. I know that sounds stupid, but I would die for the Constitution. Well, why not just change it? The Second Amendment's old, it's time to change it. But instead we let americans die it's a monster the second amendment is a monster it's been talked about racketed about there's been court trials over it it's a monster of society and it should be vanquished like the fear monster in your brain like the medical anxiety in my brain because when these monsters enter the room they just they do damage they do harm they run amok they're monsters when you're lying in bed at night worrying about money and that fear is just running amok in your brain, that's not healthy. When you're lying awake wondering about what the future holds or you wonder about global climate change or are you going to be able to stay living where you're living or what's going to happen to you if you live to be 70 or 80. When when you're sitting there thinking about these things, that's a monster. It's It's taking over. It's sucking your air and making you gag and choke. It's not; it's robbing you of life. The Second Amendment is literally robbing us of life. And I think about it because there are two parents being tried for manslaughter because they bought their child a gun, their unstable child. When they had a meeting with the school, they didn't tell the school that they had bought their unstable child a gun, and yet they're having a meeting about their child being unstable. They didn't bother to tell the school that he was armed. So he goes to school and kills people, and in the first time ever, the parents are being prosecuted for manslaughter. You you gave him the gun, you knew he was unstable, you didn't tell the school he had a gun, you're responsible as much as he is. Will they get the, the verdict? I don't know. I know if it were me, it'd be hard. You know, parents are not responsible for what their children do unless they buy them the gun. So it would be hard for me, but I may convict them of manslaughter. They'll be out of jail in five years. I mean, I may may convict them of manslaughter because they bought the kid the gun knowing he was unstable. What do you think? They bought their kid a gun. They knew he was unstable. They met with the school about him being unstable, never told the school he had a gun. He went to school, used the gun. They're partially to blame. Are they not? I'd love to hear... From you at contact at really, Car- I'm sorry, comments at reallycorrell.com, comments at reallycorrell.com, or down below uh, in the comment section. Yeah, today's theme of the show, really, th- there's a lot of monsters out there. There's the ones in our minds, and then there are the ones like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Lauren Boebert, and Donald Trump, and and Josh Halley and all of these people who take your money, and don't do any work for you. They work for the 1% or they work for themselves, which they are in the 1%. And the ones up there trying to do their jobs, they're not listened to. The media only gravitates to the absurd. The media is a monster. And social media is a monster of human society. It's a monster. It takes the air out of the room. It can destroy and devastate. It's a monster. And sometimes monsters can be used for good. Godzilla's helped the world out a couple times. King Kong has helped us out a few times. He wasn't always rampaging around, destroying little, you know, little Chinese people or Japanese people because they all look so little on the camera when the Godzilla camera angle and the, the little trucks, you can tell that are model trucks, little trucks. Uh, anyway, so, you know, not all monsters behave like monsters all the time. Sometimes they serve a purpose. Hey, sometimes fear is good. And sometimes medical anxiety, there really is something going on. But the overreaction to it. And yet we don't fear the things that we should fear. You know, we don't fear P- the GOP. We should. They're evil. They are an evil cancer in this society. We should fear them. We should literally be taking preventative measures like they are a monster. People like Jim Jordan, he's a monster. Trump monster, Elon Musk a monster, an actual monster, chaotic, destructive, enormous, able to just dis- you know just a monster, able to get away with almost well not almost able to get away with murder. A lot of them. I don't know when Elon Musk is killed except the innocent people in the diamond mines of his of his father. So probably you know there are diamond miners' blood on the family's hands. So we have these monsters. And if you think our young people don't notice, you're wrong. I have a story from USA Today about how the American dream is no longer the American dream for Gen Z or millennials. In fact, patriotism is only at like 32%. But, you know, when asked about having a home, having a job, you know, having a family, that that that's not their American dream. That's not that's not how they view America. That's not how they view their future. They are changing the dream, and it's not even uniquely American anymore. They want more time for life. They want a career that actually fulfills them instead of makes them rich, although they, they also want money. but so that's a contradiction, but they're kids. Their dream, their, their American dream, was forged out of our monsters. They are very aware of climate change, and they want a solution. real solutions. They surveyed 15,68 adults. According to the survey, 87 percent of respondents saw being happy and fulfilled as a crucial component of the American dream. When did that ever come into your? <laughs> happy and fulfilled. Um, also, 87 percent prioritized the freedom to make decisions. And 82% prioritized having close and meaningful personal relationships. But the things like owning a home and all that. 49% of respondents' marriage was not seen as an important aspect of their American dream. Um, so half. 44% thought the same of raising children. that that wasn't necessarily the American dream. 27% homeownership did not even make the list of the American dream. said having a respected career was not crucial, just not crucial. 58% of respondents, patriotism was not an essential component of the American dream. And that's kind of funny because they were asked about the American dream. Uh, But 52% said, you know what, we don't, patriotism, we don't really, you know, our, our dream could be here or it could be in Europe or it could be in, and you see what they want. They want connection. They want fulfillment. You know, the, the, the things, nowhere does it say they want a house and kids and family and car and nope, that's you know, a washer, dryer. They must not want clean clothes. It must be a bunch of dirty millennials and Gen Zs. They, what they need to want is a laundry. They need to want a place to live that has a washer, dryer other than mom and dad. That's what they need to want. American dream asking these kids about their American dream. What do they know? They still asleep. <laughs> anyway, so those figures came out of our monsters. Climate change is high on their list of things that need to be taken care of. They're politically um, discouraged. They, they see the divisions only growing and they see the government, that government only 31% of them think that government's even going to be a help to them. That's our, those are our monsters. That's because we've had them, now they're afraid of them, so they want to avoid them. That's something. That, that truly is something. We'll be right back to close things up on this Wednesday. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. Child talk about letting the inviting the monster in. Oh, my God. Monday, I got an RSV shot. Now, first of all, I shouldn't have. My primary care said the shot was warranted because I'm over 60. I, I now found out after I had the shot, my cardiologist said, no, you didn't need it. You can fight off a cold or virus. Um, you, you know, you're healthy. Uh, so I, I didn't even need it. But I got it because my primary care said that it was indicated. Uh, and the pharmacist said that it was indicated. Although I saw that the shot's $327. That's what they bill insurance. They bill, in, they bill your insurance $420 for every COVID shot you get. Oh, they're in the money, aren't they? So I believed a pharmacist, whose job is to basically, you know, push drugs, uh, that it was in my best interest to take the RSV vaccine. Now, this is for this new virus. So Monday I get home and I'm like, you know, I know nothing about this vaccine at all, which I should have done all this before I took it. So I, I look it up and I find out that the FDA at first was recommending it for all seniors over 60. But then they changed that recommendation to a consulting, um, I forget what it's called, but it's it's called SDA, uh, Something Diagnosis Analysis. What it basically says is you talk to a doctor or a pharmacist before you get the shot, before you decide to get it. Because like with the COVID vaccine, they just recommended for everybody over the age of XYZ, period, just everybody. So with this, they removed that everybody to people who have been consulted with their pharmacist or their doctor and told that they would benefit from the shot. The reason they did that is because in the clinical trials of the shot, one patient got this Guillain-Barre syndrome. This is where your immune system attacks your nerves, makes antibodies to your muscles, uh, and it can paralyze you. It can stop your heart and lungs. Most people survive it, uh, after months in the hospital, and it's gone within a year. On Monday, I had lived through that entire year. Oh, I had Ember at the hospital, who was going to take care of her if I couldn't walk. Oh, I was. Oh, God, I went. I went there. Ten people in the study got AFIB, and four had adverse serious reactions. I think that means death, because that's probably the most adverse, serious reaction that there is, right? You dropped dead. Oh, what's that? That's an adverse, serious reaction over there. So one got this horrible neurological syndrome and four got, or 10 got atrial fib and four dropped dead. Uh, and w- at least that's what the verbiage led me to believe. Uh, and not right after they got the shot. Within 30 days, this happened. So of course, I was convinced that I have to wait until my birthday to be in November 7th in 35 days to be in the clear. And oh my God, what if I get it? What's going to happen if I can't climb the stairs? What's going to happen to Ember? What's going to happen to my life? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I w- That monster was in control on Monday. Add in Ember and her hoarseness. I had her with cancer and me with Guillain-Barr syndrome or AFib that killed me uh, all on Monday. That all happened on Monday, all Monday afternoon. The monster. I invited him in. I I was visualizing all of these things and see what I mean about power when you visualize something that gives it power in the universe. So if I'm visualizing myself in the hospital with this rare neurological disorder and how am I going to handle my dog and is she going to live through it because of what's going on with her and I picture her having endoscopies and all of that, that once you picture it, that can manifest as real. It's so hard for all of us right now to picture anything but doom and gloom. But we've got to. I've got to. You've got to. Because it is pretty doomy gloomy around. I read an article today in Scientific Americans that scientists know we're not going to make the 1.5 climate change or below. We're going to go over. And they don't talk about it because it's too dismal this whole article in scientific american about why climate scientists aren't being honest with us about climate change and the answer is because it's too freaking depressing because they know we're not going to make the climate goals and we're going to totally screw the planet up even more and that all this devastation is coming from crops failing Food insecurity in major countries like ours, where you can't get things like tomatoes or whatever, bananas, pineapples, just with lettuce, grains. Because of droughts, because of this, because of that, you know, you're not going to be able to buy certain foods. Food's going to go skyrocketing. Water's going to sky. All of this is going to happen, and they know it. And so they don't talk about it. Isn't that something? And so there's a lot to be doomy gloomy about. There really is enough to make you want to just drive your Tesla into a wall. It doesn't have to be a big wall. Those things fall apart at the drop of a hat. Uh, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? And if we let all of those monsters in, the monsters of society, school shootings, climate change, you know, political upheaval and division, if we let those monsters in on top of Our own fears, our own anxieties, medical anxiety, money anxiety, relationship anxiety, whatever monster lives in your head, that's too much. And of course, there's article after article about how the mental health in the United States is suffering. You know, this show today is probably one of the most honest on talk radio because this is where the mental health illness in this country is coming from, from monsters, actual hideous beasts. Be they in the form of Matt Gates or school shootings. Be they in the form of economic insecurity that just fills your, you're like, I don't have enough to retire or my student loans are coming due or, you know, my rent's way too high or the groceries are way too high or gas is way too high. What am I going to cut back on? All of that, it's robbing us of life. It is robbing us of exactly what millennials want. Connection. Life choices and I know some of you out there are doing okay and making 100 and 200 K whatever you still have your monsters not one of you doesn't live with a monster of some kind not one of you unless you're Mary frickin poppins and you're just the happiest you know person in the world we all have a demon that comes out to play all of us maybe we screw up a good relationship because we're insecure you know, maybe we scrimp and save because we're afraid. We, you know, we live austere lives because we're afraid. You know, maybe we stay to ourselves because we're afraid of germs. There, we all have our monsters, all of us. But when there's all when that's all there is in your life, then you're living on Monster Island, honey, and that ain't no fun. So, I don't know about you, but it's time, you know, and we got to start calling them what they are. The, the House of Representatives doing this with, Matt, with, with Kevin McCarthy and all of that, that's, that's harming the American people by not doing our work. They're monsters. I am Carell. Be who, one of these, ones does hurt anybody. We'll see you on Friday. Try to keep your monsters at bay. That's the assignment. Push them down. Hey, it's Carell. go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Carell. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody and subscribe and participate today.